Hello, listeners, and welcome back to this week's episode of Eye of the Tigers. Today, I am joined with, by Ryan Miller and Anna McQuaig. Ryan is a sophomore um, here at DePaul. He is also a resident assistant and president of the Spikeball Club. And Anna is a senior uh, English writing major, also a resident assistant, been a resident assistant for three years. Is there anything I missed on either of you? Well, you didn't say I had a major. What's your major, Ryan? Cellular and molecular biology. There you go. I'm also an admissions intern. That's true. And I I think I do other things, but honestly, I wrote 15 pages this morning, so my brain is gone. (laughs) Well, I'm going to need it for this episode, please. All right, I'll do my best to collect it. (laughs) After this episode, all bets are off. I'm good. I've been watching my Netflix show, so... What are you watching right now? It's called The Recruit. Oh, what's it about? The Recruit. Wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wow, very I don't want to spoil anything. It's a good show. Well, you can give the basic, like, synopsis Um, Basically, he's, like, a young kid who, like, goes to work for the CIA, and he's a a lawyer. Oh. But they, like, have him do some, like, crazy stuff. Gotcha. One might say he was recruited by the CIA. (laughs) See? Anna's Anna's got it. See? (laughs) All righty. Well, so I would love to start out with um, talking about um, RA stuff, and then we can get to some more fun topics at the end. Um, First thing I'd like to talk about is, um, especially with Anna, too, being that it is your third year on staff, how have you liked being an RA? Um, What's the position been for you? Stuff like that. Uh, well, honestly, that's kind of a loaded question because there's a lot yes. to unpack in that. Um, but every year that I've been in RA, my experience has been totally different. Um, my sophomore year, obviously, we were all dealing with COVID um, at its, like, peak. So uh, being in RA was actually very difficult. Um, there was only about 17 of us on staff, and usually there's, what, 32 yeah, I think there are like 35 this year. Yeah. Maybe so 34 since one person quit. We were we were on duty like three, four times a week as opposed to three or four times a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so really it was, it was just like a lot more of a workload. And then on top of that, all of our residents were stressed out. It was harder to build community because we couldn't have like in-person events. And if we did, they were super restricted about what we could and couldn't do. Um, and then also halfway through the year when the semester broke, you, I mean, Kiwi, you remember this, we all had to like pack up our stuff and move off campus for winter and then move back on campus into a totally different dorm for the spring. And so it really split my sophomore year experience in half. Um, and I actually very much consider the first semester of sophomore year to be my freshman year. Sometimes it's really, it's really a mind game. Um, But then I came back junior year, and we didn't have those same restrictions in the same way, especially in the fall. Um, I was only here for the fall, though. I left in the spring, was not a resident assistant in the spring um, because I was in Scotland. But that that fall semester was weird because I wasn't a FIRA anymore. I wasn't working with the first years. I was working with upperclassmen community. And so I had to learn basically like this whole new job because you can't. I was still in a residence hall. I, I work in Bloomington Street Hall. But you so can't approach it the same way. You can't approach it the same no. way. They don't need you in the same way that first exactly. years do. There, I had mostly juniors and seniors um, that semester. And they're they're pretty self-sufficient at that point. They don't care that you exist. They don't, I mean, they don't, like, dislike you. But they, they talk to you every now and then. But for the most part, they're pretty settled in what they have to do and where they are. Kind yeah. Of yeah. And it's the same with sophomores. 
And then like senior year uh, this year has been interesting because I've been a sophomore already for the most part. Most of my building is sophomores, but I also have juniors and seniors and junior transfers and senior transfers. And so uh, I am trying to cater to like a huge range of people and like what they might need in that community. Um, and then also like B Street's just kind of an isolated building. Like I'm no nowhere on this campus is really isolated, but like B Street's all the way across the street. It's across the street, and that's just too far for most people. Yeah. So it's really hard to make my residents feel like they're connected into the the world. But like this year has been my favorite year being an RA. Partially because I have, uh, obviously, two great RA friends in the room with me. Yeah. <laughs> and partially just because it's been the first year where we're not so impacted by COVID. It's not like I'm not planning on moving halfway through the year. I don't have to pack everything up and get out of here. Um, and I don't know. I feel like maybe you guys agree with me on this, especially Kiwi, since you had last year to compare it to. Uh, our our pro staff has been more supportive of us this year and better at listening as compared to years in the past. I can't comment on that. I think um, when it comes to pro staff, I think that they're dealing with a lot more than they were in previous years. I mean, two of them are finishing their degrees. The other two are brand new staff, one of which I'm not going to make any other comment other than that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think because they're dealing with so much, they don't have the time to really be as strict as they once were on the rules, like being a day late to, to institute or being a day late to, like, uh, I was a day late to winter term. Yeah. Um, and so they're not as strict as they once were because they don't have the same focus as they once did. And yeah. I feel like that's why we're seeing, like, a, oh, they're listening. But I don't know if it's that they're listening or if it's just that they don't have the time to care. They're, and so they're, just they're not just, paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I think they do care. It's just, you know. I also think a huge difference in my RA experience has been institute. So my first institute was completely online. It was eight hours a day on Zoom from our respective homes. Ridiculous. It was absolutely awful. We even had to play, like, team-building, like, icebreaker games over Zoom. It was awful but um and we also most of what we learned was like how to enforce covid policy and how do we be um like good little police officers within our building and making Mm -hmm. sure people follow the rules and like we were seen as the bad guys on campus for that entire year and it's taken a long time for like campus to recover from that view of us Mm -hmm. because that's just what we were trained and like pre-programmed to do and we didn't really know each other as friends yet because we never got to, like, get to know each other in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was rough. But, like, this year, I feel like we had a lot of emphasis on, like, community building and, like, how do you run good programs and how do you take care of your residents? and Also, how do difference. you take care of yourself? Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. been a big focus, too. All right, so, Ryan, mm-hmm. how has your RA experience been? We've talked about Anna's three years, but with you being first year on staff, how's it been? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to have as much to add as Anna, but like, I don't know, I like being a support outlet for the new, for the new incoming freshmen, first years, I guess, is what I should say. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) I don't know. But it's, I personally like the pro staff. I think like what you guys were talking about with like, maybe they don't have time to care. I think, I don't know, especially in my one-on-ones, 
I like my one-on-ones. I think they're like a very good use of my time. But granted, I've also been a lot more stressed this semester. Like I've been feeling my stress a lot more this semester. Um, something that I have not had to deal with, especially in the past. I was never really a stressed. Like I never. I was a person that never got stressed. Yeah. Over anything. So. But then again, it's also nice to have the residents that I've created those kinds of relationships with. Um, like, especially in my residence, I have all, I have all guy residents. Yeah. So I can like, I don't know, it's, it's like opposite where like, yeah, they'll come to me for stuff, but I can also go to them yeah. when I'm stressed. So I don't know. It's nice. I think like to your comment about pro stuff and our, like, I think I have enjoyed our one, I've enjoyed my one-on-ones too. I don't think it's our one-on-ones that are the problem. I think it's, it's the collective meetings that we have, like whether it be small staff or all staff. When I, we I, have, yeah. when we have like told, like when in the beginning of the year, for people who don't know, we come up with expectations for for our staff, but also for our staff leaders, so our pro staff. And um, one of the expectations that everyone always makes is that please don't waste our time. If it can be an email or if it can be like a five minute meeting, please make it that because we all have other things that we're doing and we all have like other time commitments and we never see that kind of thing that's followed through on even when like it's clear that the pro staff don't want to be there. Now, I don't think that's true of Ryan and my small staff sometimes. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think, I think our, our small staff has met like twice right so i think i think our our pro staff member she like she's great and she's really intentional about the things that she does mm-hmm. i do still think that some of our meetings could just be emails and they don't need like there's no need for them to happen but when it comes to when we all meet as an all staff those are the times when i'm really like what new information are you giving me that that we don't already know or that couldn't just be handed to us on a sheet of paper what i what i don't understand is why ever so And I know that you've talked about this before, Kiwi, um, but, like, each RA in their particular role, whether you're UOAH, sophomore, freshman, you you have different roles to play as your, like, when it comes to your residence. And I think that, like, like, everyone having, I just, I just personally just don't like all staff meetings because they're stupid. Um, (laughs) Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all if. If I get called out for this, I don't really care. But that's okay. Like, I'm. I don't know. I just the only time I've ever found all staff meetings to be helpful is like right before closing or something. Yeah. Even then, they could be like a quick twenty minute meeting of like, hey, here's your teams. This is what you're going to be expecting. This is what you need to be ready for. We'll see you tomorrow morning. However, I do like the free food in the morning. I. I, Yeah, but that's that's when we do closing. That's not even an all staff staff meeting. meeting. No, I guess that's fair. But uh, yeah, no, I. I enjoy my one-on-ones right now. I actually have my one-on-one today. I do uh, too. I need to not forget to go to that. Um, <laughs> but what are they gonna do? Fire you? <laughs> well, I really hope not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoy my one-on-ones. But again, my most recent small staff meeting, we played a game for yeah. the entire meeting, and like it was actually really fun because like I don't know the game we were playing was like we were goofing around. It was a good time. I suppose it served its purpose in like building community. But I would but much why is rather that required. Yeah, I would much rather do that without like I would much rather do that as a small staff like we just decide one day that we want to go for dinner or we want to go do something. It's like a text rather than it chat. being like, "Oh, you have to come to this meeting and I have to facilitate this." 
That's, when you have said that, like, we have made this, like, agreement that we will not waste our time. I also just, like, because Kiwi and I are in the same small staff, and there's this, like, card game that we play. It's like a... Oh, yeah. So it's not even a card game. It's literally just cards that, like... They give you, like, prompts. It'll be prompts, and you'll be paired with someone, and it's like, I, okay, I don't, like, need to know, like, this person's, like, greatest struggle in life. Yeah. I feel like I could probably figure that out if... <laughs> I could figure that out. I've watched them. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, intently. This is going to make me I sound... follow them home and watch through the <laughs> All right, window. I don't do that. However, I do, Occasionally, like... you could spot Ryan in trees near residence halls. <laughs> with binoculars. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. People watching is fun. And I've told you guys before that people have been stressing me out lately, so. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, Large crowds, Anna. Not you in particular. <laughs> you, like, looked right at me. So you, you guys didn't see this, but Ryan made, like, direct eye contact with me. And I was like, what about it? <laughs> she looked like she wanted to uh, cause harm this morning when I walked into Roy. Because she had been writing 15 papers, like she mentioned earlier. Yeah, wow. but that's, that's. I didn't a lot. harm anyone. Not yet. <laughs> After this show, I said all bets are off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we've talked about your time um, as an RA. Now, my question is, why do you think that we just had our new hiring process? Yeah. Um, why do you think that this is a role that's so contested on campus? Like, why do so many people want this role? So without ever being through it, there's two different reasons. Uh, well. Two and a half, maybe. We'll see. How can there be um, half? Or, okay, never mind. I'll let, you, I'll let you go. So the first reason is obviously we're one of the only positions on campus that, like, you can get, like, all of housing free. Like, yeah. Like, usually to get that much money from a job on campus, you have to, like, actually be a, a scholar of some sort, like a bonner or something like that. Um, so we're, we are, like, one of the more well-paid positions, but also I don't think people realize that, like, if you actually break down how much it's we so get paid absurd. versus how many hours we're required to it's work. It's $1.50 per hour. It's not good. <laughs> um, so I think, the, but, but on the surface, like, honestly, I would not be able to afford coming to the school if I did not have this job. So right. I also totally understand, like, for me, it's worth it. Also, I just enjoy it. Um, and for other people, it could be as well. So that's, like, kind of what draws people's attention a lot of the time, I think. But the other thing is definitely, like, people have really good relationships with their RAs. And, like, I think at DePaul, we attract a lot of students who are driven, who want to be involved, who want to be leaders, who want to be excited about life. Um, And, like, a really good way to get leadership experience and, like, get involved on campus and meet a whole ton of new people is to be an RA Mm -hmm. um and so I think that also kind of draws people's attention well then what would you say for the people who are let's say more introverted who apply for the would you just would you just say that they're in it for the for the housing or no I'm I'm introverted I applied to this position originally and like I literally my entire freshman year I had two friends I didn't talk to anybody other than those two people I didn't do anything with anybody other than those two people. And they literally lived right next to me in my residence hall. Like, that's it. That's That was my entire circle at DePaul. Um, 
and I and it wasn't because I didn't like other people. It was just because I was introverted and shy and didn't like talking to people. And, like, I just contradicted myself. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want I, – I know at heart that I, like, have the ability to lead. And I like being involved in things. And I like – talking to people and getting to know people and networking but I needed to be in a position which helped me make those connections so Mm -hmm. that I didn't have the same amount of anxiety going into that situation because like me starting a conversation with you like when I do not know you and we're just on the street and there's no reason for me to be talking to you that gives me a lot of anxiety but like you being my resident and it's my job to start a conversation with you I'm totally fine with that because like I have to it's mm-hmm. my job. I don't get anxiety about it in the same way. Any thoughts, Ryan? Um, I applied for the money. I'll just come <laughs> out and say that. Like, I applied for the money. And I think one thing that sticks with me is I think – I forget who said it. It might have been It might have been Nikki who said it in Institute. She was like, you have to figure out why you want to be an RA. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily go in knowing – why yeah that's fair so i think and even my why can change over the next you know two years if i get the job again which i did for next year but like obviously i think next year will look different than this year just because like i'll be i'll be a first year resident assistant again but Mm -hmm. it could still look drastically different than it does this year like anything can happen but i think i figured out my why this year and i'll continue to build on it next year and my senior year and it could even change fully. But I think, I mean, yeah, the money's nice. It's really yeah. nice. Well, I will I'd say, like, I, I mean, I will say, like, the the thing is, like, we always say it as returners. If you're here for the money, then you shouldn't do it. Because, like, it, it, it's not worth it at the end of the day. But then I also think, like, I mean, everyone originally goes in. I think everyone originally see, goes in it for the money. I don't what, think. I, I think. don't think you can... Like like Ryan was saying, I don't think you find out your why until you're actually in the position doing the job and figuring it out. You can like yeah. you can have a really good RA and like want to help people in the same way, but at the same time, the main motivator for almost everyone I've talked to has been, oh, well, it's whole it's housing. Well, I know that a lot of applicants this year applied because of their RAs. Like I know one of my residents got the job. Mm-hmm. However, my resi- my resident assistants were so bad that I applied. That was mine too. That I applied because they didn't do the job that now I know that I can do and mm-hmm. can do efficiently. So like. The other thing I'm going to just throw out there to defend people who take this position originally for, for the money. Um, you know, I think that's why a lot of people get jobs. I, yeah. That's true. I'm going to be yeah. real and say that in the real world, like, a lot of people go after certain positions in life, like, um, or go into, like, stuff like the medical field or, like, being a lawyer specifically because they want the paycheck that comes with that. And, like, as they go through that profession, they might find other aspects of it that they like. Mm-hmm. But usually people start out because they like the paycheck. Right. So I don't think it's that weird for people to also be interested in the RA position for the same reason. So, okay, so recently I've been scrolling through an app that we all know, Yik Yak. Oh, yes. And I've been seeing a lot of people complain about not getting the position or even, you know, people that we know who have complained about the position outside of um, outside of social media. What would you say to people who are really upset that they didn't get the position? 
this is going to be really controversial, but it's subjective. In my personal opinion, I think all slash most interviews are subjective. I think you can be a good yeah. you can be a good or bad interviewee, but if they like you, then they like you. And I know for a fact that my returning interview not good, mm-hmm. but for some reason Nikki likes me, and I I hate to say that, and it probably is not the greatest thing to hear, but life sucks, and that's just how life goes. I think you'll have bosses in the real world that like you, and bosses that don't like you in the real world. So. I don't know. I think it's it's a very subjective process. Yeah. I'd also say, on top of it being subjective, it's really competitive. Like, yeah. we had how many applicants? It was like, like 108, I think, yeah. something like that. And so when you have 108 applicants apply, and then I had my freshman year, when, like, I was going through the application process for the first time, only, like, half of applicants, not even, got interviews. This year, like... I think, like, a good 90% of the people that applied got yeah, interviews. Yeah, there were, like, 90-something. That in itself, people should be, like, a little bit thankful for because it's an opportunity to actually get to explain yourself and not fully have to rely on your resume or what other people are saying about you. And it also was a lot of work for pro staff to even, like, interview that many people um, and give, like, that practice to so many people. Um I don't know if I loved the process. I think that Ryan's right and that it was very subjective and it yeah. was really hard to compare person to person purely because none of us interviewed the same people. Right. Um, and, like, we also didn't really go through any formal training onto, like, Mm-mm. how you should judge a person and what yeah. traits are we looking it's, for. It's funny because the way that we had uh, the returning RAs that had to interview people was the way that we evaluated the whole process was through a Google form on a rating of one to five. So like, I also think, I also think that there are people who are, and this is not to be, you know, rude to anybody, but there are some people who have this position that are just not good RAs. Yeah. And so you're going to let them interview people and give a rating on, oh, would this person, based on your interview, be a good... Like, I could be a really bad RA, and yet I'm sitting in front of you, and I'm giving you your interview and giving feedback about you as as the role. Like, would you fit into this role, and would you be good at this role? But I'm not even good at this role. So why... Yeah. So so it's very it's very hard to and also there are people who when you get in the interview get really good ratings from the RAs themselves but then don't get hired for the position. It's happened 2 years in a row now. It's also like no, Annie, you can go. I was just going to say I think also people have to remember it's not just your interview that yeah. this is based off of like low key if you ask an ra to write a review for you and hrl does not like that ra they're not going to pay attention to your review even if it's really awesome yeah or if you ask an ra to write a review for you and they don't think you're gonna be a good ra they're going to write that yeah um on top of that even if they don't tell you that you have to get a uh, a recommendation from like a professor or something right yeah yeah so what professor are you asking to recommend you what did they say about you like that kind of stuff also plays a huge role in the information that hrl is getting when hiring people since especially since we didn't have a pro staff member sitting in on every single interview this year right so it's it's not all you it's not like you are a bad applicant right right it's just i because i know like from my experience i was not hired for this 
year, the 2022-2023 school year. I was not hired until July 18th. My goodness. I love that you remember that date. Well, I was working and I got a call. Oh. <laughs> so like, that's why I remember it because I was, I was like at home. Like I had just signed the thing to live in Sigma Chi. Yeah. And then I get a call from D'Angelo and he said, we have a position open. Would you like to take it? And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, if it like, of course. Yeah. So it's very up in the air and very windy of like whether or not people actually take the position. What I wanted to comment for Kiwi and Anna was like going back to the process. It's also interesting now whether or not the reason is good or bad that RAs either choose not to come back, but they are also still allowed to be there and interview. Like you're not even going to yeah. be an RA next year. Like why, why should we care about your opinion? In the in a nice way. The only I think the only exception to that is seniors. Mm, I mean, no, that's fair. I mean, people that but, were yeah. my age or maybe juniors that then decided that to, they didn't want to yeah. to not come back. And I think maybe they can. I don't think they should be allowed to interview people, whether it fits for a good reason or a bad reason. Right. I just think that that's unfair. How do you guys feel about like? the returner application process this year because in years past i know that like when i applied to be like a returner ra i did not have to go through the whole like reapplication process in the yeah. sense of like i think i literally just it was like a quick google form of like answering a couple questions and saying like yeah. what position i preferred yeah so last year last year it was um i didn't even have an interview i think most no. people didn't have an interview um but, like, it was a Google form that was sent out that said, do you still want to be, like, do you want to be a returner, yes or no? And then you had to, like, what's your first preference, second preference, third, fourth, and um, so on and so forth. And um, this year it was, all right, fill out these essay questions. And it was basically, like, the same essay questions as the new applicant mm-hmm. um, application. And then we also had to have an interview, which was, again, very similar, but it was kind of, the only, like, difference was that they took into account that you've already done the job. So they're like, what kind of, pro- what program did you put on that you really enjoyed and how did that, like, help in establishing your community or, you know, just questions like that. I think and it's to just show that it was... You can give me my No, go ahead. Well, I just, I think it's a very, I don't know, it's interesting. I I liked it, but I also didn't like it because, like, the questions, at least for me on the Google form, seem redundant of, like, yeah, just, like, I I forget what they were, but it was just very, like, how are you as an R? It's, like, very just surface-level questions, and I think it would have been fine to just do a Google form saying, like, you want to be a returner? Yeah. What do you want? Okay. And then it's, we're going to still have an interview because I think that's, I think it shows, it shows the people who care and those who don't. Yeah. Of like, if you don't remember what program you put on, I yeah. mean, that's a good indicator right there that you did not care. So like. Well, and I also, I think that um, even just asking different questions on the essay portions, like yeah. the essay portion I filled out in 20 minutes while I was in a class and then when I went to my interview, like, it was a whole 40-minute, like, thing where, and I had, who did I have? Um, who was the... I had Nikki. That was the scariest thing ever. I had Christian and the um, community stand, no, not the community standards person, the new person that's working. Megan? Yes. Megan? I had Megan and Christian. I couldn't remember her first name. I um, find it interesting that Megan was doing interviews, even yeah. though she's, like, nev- yeah. not even official, really. I know. 
But so I had them for my interviews and a lot of the questions that they were asking me, I was going into such like length about them that I was answering the questions that were coming after. So like there would be multiple questions where they would go, well, you kind of already answered this in your last answer, but could you, exp could you tell us about a time? Da, 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 da. So I think like not only changing the essay questions to be a little bit more reflective on your time, but also kind of changing the interview questions because I think they're reflective, but I don't think they're reflective in a sense that like really gives anybody some sort of indication of like how much you you want this role or how like I think that if you are I, it, this kind of goes back to the if you're only in in it for the money thing but like if you genuinely enjoy your role versus if you're in it just because you're getting paid to be in it then if you go into questions in the interview that are more reflective than they were then I think you can clearly see like, okay, these are gonna, these are the good RAs and these are not. And these are the people that we want rehired and to continue the work that they're doing now. Or these are the people that have a passion for it. And these are the people that are just kind of here. But did they well, not do that though? I don't, I don't think, I don't think the questions were like, I think that if I was a bad RA who didn't like this position, but just wanted it, I could easily fake my answers to those questions and pretend like all is well in the world. But I think if the questions would have been a little bit deeper and a little bit like had more intention to them about being reflective of your time as an RA. See, I disagree. I think the, I think not the essay, I think the interview questions were reflective. And I think that shows by the people who are not returning. See, I disagree. Um, I think that those questions are very surface level yeah. and they're like, they're very much like, what did you do in your job? And like, they requires enough reflection in the sense that you have to like, look back at what you did, but it doesn't like require any internal introspection. What are of, you like, talking about? The interview questions? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like interview questions and bolt and essay questions. I think both. the essay questions were stupid. But, um, <laughs> well, yeah. But I, we're not disagreeing with you on that. My experience with any interview at DePaul like this is not like I've I've had so many different jobs at DePaul it's not even funny but like any interview that I've done at DePaul it's always like that where questions are very surface level they're like baby interviews and then at the interviews yeah. that I've done at like real people levels um they're they're not like that they're not asking you questions about the position or what do you think you're going to do in this position to do well it's like they're trying to gauge who you are as a human being and they're asking obviously without like breaching into like personal life because like there's certain like laws that you yeah. have to follow in interviews but like they're they're trying to gauge who you are as a worker who you are as a human being um like how are you going to fit into like the the office dynamics that there's there's going on already and HRL doesn't do that. It does it mm. purely based on, like, can you answer this question correctly? Yeah. See, I disagree. I think it also depends on your interviewer. Mm, that's fair. I had Nikki. Well, but they're and... not allowed to ask you any questions that aren't, like, they're not allowed to really but ask can, you any questions. But, but they're allowed to ask you to expand. Yeah, yeah. How was your interviewer? I mean, they were, uh, the, the, the thing is, like, I went so much more into depth than the question asked. And at the end, when they said, oh, is there anything that you want us to know that, like, we might not have asked you, I talked about how this position sets me up, not that I'm using this position as a stepping stone, but how it fits into my life goal at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And, like, 
there's no part of the interview that gives you any kind of like feeling like, oh, this person really has a passion for it unless they answer with passionate answers. Yeah, like it's all like you basically have to say like, I'm super passionate about like it's it's very like fill in the blank. But I think for an RA kind of role, I think that that's okay. I definitely think it's okay for like incoming Mm, okay but for returners that's, that's, that's where fair. i'm yeah okay that's fair because when you're incoming like you might have never done an interview before like mm-hmm. you need okay. that practice and also like you don't know some of these things yeah. about yourself and yet. it's but not as, like i we, also it's not like we don't know pro staff either exactly. right like, i also think that it's really easy to like with very surface level questions depending on the answers that you get with new new hires it's really easy to weed them out of this position but when it comes to R- when it comes to returning RAs, that's where it gets even harder because they know what the job is and they know what's expected of them. So when you ask really surface level questions, it's easy to manipulate. Arts mm-hmm. and crafts. Right. Yeah. I would also say, Loki, I don't understand, especially for returners, why we're not allowed to be interviewed by somebody on pro staff that like we already have worked with. Because in like the real world, when you get considered for a job promotion the person who's interviewing you is not is your manager like Mm -hmm. they're the ones that's sitting you down and being like all right so here's the thing here's what you need to get better at here's um what i think you can get better at like defend yourself but i think it come i think it's because so now we because we already do that when we come to our evaluations that's true so i think with already having our pro staff or like um whoever our pro staff member is for each person. Um, Like, I think when you already have those evaluations, they already know what you're good at, what you're passionate about, because you meet with them regularly. Yeah. And you tell them all these things. Now, when it comes to other pro staff, they also have to be able to give an, an evaluation of you and your answers and all this stuff. Like, because I think when you know that person, it's easy to say, like, like, with with our with our interviews that we did for new hires, we didn't interview anybody that we had a conflict of interest with because mm-hmm. we could easily just say, "Oh, they're my friend. I'm gonna, I really like them. I'm gonna do this, whatever." Yeah. Rather than taking their answers and their like, um, you or, know, I don't know. I don't think it's fair for Angelique and Christian to make an assessment of me when I've talked, never worked talked with them. to Christian two times this semester, mm-hmm. right? And it was to say hi at all staff. Yeah, like I just. There's, I don't know. But that's why I, I see, that's why I, I think that's why I think like for the interview purpose, like we should be interviewed by someone different. But when it comes down to the actual evaluation of who we are and like whether we should be put back into this position, it's not like they work separately. It's no. not like it's not like the interviewer is the only one that's deciding whether you come back or not. Your pro staff member has all of these things that you guys have talked about and is able to advocate for you while someone else is listening to your interview and being able to make another judgment so that there are multiple, like, um, opinions yeah. on whether you should come back or not. So I, 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 do see, I, I do think it's valuable to have someone else. One day, I just want to be a fly on the wall during, like, one of their meetings. Like, I, just, like, <laughs> yes. I think I'm going to find yeah. a way to, like, hide in the cabinets in the corner just so that I can hear what they talk about. Yeah. And not in any way of, like, even breaching confidentiality because it's not like I want the dirt on, like, what's going yeah. on on campus. Like, I mean, I purely want to see what the, how they interact with each other behind closed doors. That would be interesting. It would be really fun. Yeah. 
I personally don't care. <laughs> um. Alrighty, well, um, so you guys have been uh, guests on my radio show before, and I'm curious to know if you like the podcast setup or the radio setup better. Podcast for sure. In what way? Exactly. In every way. I uh, like podcasts better. Every way. This is just so much more chill, casual, and I can actually say what's like, um, I don't know. Not that I couldn't say what's on my mind on air, per se. Yeah. But I think it's just coming in with more structure. Okay. I like the podcast in structure. I'm, I like the radio because there's a window, and this room's really freaking me out. <laughs> Okay. And I was freaking out about this <laughs> there's, room. There's no windows. I feel very, very, well, very claustrophobic. We are in a basement. I don't like it. We're I... in a basement next okay, to I, I, bathrooms. I, okay. If we if we had a window in here, then it would be fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay, this so room just Kiwi, freaks me out. That's your project. Is ah uh, yes. Let me just <laughs> smash up the wall and create a window. Thank no, you. Put in a facilities request. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, this has been uh, this week's episode of Eye of the Tigers. Next week we will have JP Olson on to talk about his time at DePaul so far. Um, and with that, stay tuned in, Tigers.